the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today, we have got a battle for the Garden State. That's right, both of these contestants hail from the great state of New Jersey, but who will be more devilish and take the win? In one corner, we have Andrew, the Uncle Bucks Bomb. Hey, Andrew, say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, uh, I'm Andrew. I'm from Jersey City, so I'm representing North Jersey in this. Uh, Paul will be representing either South Jersey or Central Jersey, depending on what you believe in. Uh, (laughs) There is no Central Jersey, let's be real. And I think this battle today is going to decide whether it's Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. Uh, So this is a very important (laughs) battle. Um, Paul, I am actually willing to, if I lose, admit that it's Pork Roll and not Taylor Ham. All right, and in the other corner, as already mentioned by Andrew, we have Paul the Mac Attack McLaughlin. Please say hi, and a little bit about yourself, and whether you think it's uh, Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. Morning, everyone. Yeah, Paul McLaughlin from Brick Township, New Jersey, down at the Central Shore, right in the middle of the state, uh, off to the east, and uh, clearly, clearly, Pork Roll is the only thing that exists. John, do you know what they're talking about? Because this sounds like a Jersey thing. It's a Jersey thing. I've I've been to Jersey several times. Um, Central Jersey, and yeah, as someone who's not from Jersey, I'm going to say it. Central Jersey is actually one of my favorite places, or at least has some of my favorite people. Uh, I've never had either one, so I don't know. It's the exact same thing. (laughs) That's that's exactly why I've never had it. (laughs) It's the it's the difference between tissue and Kleenex. Uh, See, and there there's where Andrew, as usual, is wrong. We do not keep Taylor Ham in this house. We have Case Pork Roll. <laughs> Woo, is Maybe up. we better start the game before this gets too heated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, men and oh, their meats. For this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well. I guess before we can actually get going, we need to learn the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are... Movies. Music. Television video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that everybody knows the rules, I want to get to know Paul and Andrew just a little bit more. And because y'all are from New Jersey, and because I hate the team because I'm a Philadelphia Flyers fan, I want y'all to tell me who is your all-time favorite New Jersey devil. Paul, you want to go first? Age before beauty? 
Uh, don't confuse me, man. I got both. Um, well, as a guy who doesn't really watch hockey, uh, was Jim Dowd on the Devils? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, okay, I will say anybody but Jim Dowd who used to stuff me in lockers back in high school. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm going to have to go Marty on this one. Yeah. Um, though I did want to give you some pity points, Paul, for that one. <laughs> Maybe feel sorry for you. Um, I'm a I'm a goalie. I've been playing goalie all my life, and you gotta go Broder when you when when you pick him. He is one of the greats. Uh, so that means Andrew gets to go first in round one. Round one. Well, now technically, I did say Brodeur also, since <laughs> yeah, yeah. he is anybody but Jim Dowd. True. I mean, Paul is right here, but uh, yeah. no one offered you the field. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Andrew, please start us off by picking your category. Mm. Well, like I said in the intro here, I'm going to take music away from Paul and just hope I get lucky here. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Mother. Oh, Jesus. All right. We are starting real strong because this 70s question is a trip to the throwback lounge. Our very first question here. All right. And this is uh, the throwback lounge is where I lounge sing some lyrics and you have to tell me the artist of this 1979 Billboard number 36 hit. All right. Just a hit, not a super hit, right? It's just a hit. Not a mega, ultra, a mega Ben hit. Young monster hit uh, or that Jonathan Oakes hates so much. No. All right, so I need to know the artist. I said a hip-hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip-hop. You don't stop the rock. It's the bang, bang, boogie. Said up, jump the boogie to the rhythm, the boogity beat. Hey! Crap, coffee hasn't kicked in. <laughs> Why am I not pulling it? I'm not pulling it right now. Nothing, not even a guess? No, because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of Paul on music. Yeah, You want to say anybody but Jim Dowd? Anybody <laughs> but Jim Dowd. <laughs> that could be correct. Which is technically right. Technically right, yeah. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Paul, you get a chance to steal. Uh, that is Rapper's Delight by not Jim Dowd, the Sugar Hill Gang. Yes. <laughs> Mother. Hip. Hop, the hip to the hip to the hip, hip yep. hop. You don't stop the rocket. Yes, absolutely. That is Sugar Hill Gang. All right, he gets the steal, and he gets to pick his category. Paul, what you want? Uh, let's see. Let's take movies away from Andrew. All right. Well played. Andrew Decade is the 80s. All right. According to school secretary Grace, who do the sportos, motor- motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, and dickheads all adore? Uh, Ferris Bueller. They think he's a righteous dude. That is correct. Ferris Bueller. Good job. He's taking it from you, Andrew. Can you get some points on the board? I'll take video games. Okay. Andrew Decade is the 90s. A pinball game based on this creepy and kooky 1991 film is the best-selling pinball game of all time with over 21,000 units produced. Just repeat that one more time. I, I kind of faded out there for a second. Yep. A pinball game based on this creepy and kooky 1991 film is the best-selling pinball game of all time with over 21,000 units produced. Would, would you say it's altogether ooky? Uh, it's the Adams Family. <laughs> Dude, yes, absolutely. The Adams Mamushka. Family. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, I'm kind of surprised to see when I found out that they were that was the big the biggest selling 
video or pinball game of all time. But I do remember seeing it. It was pretty cool. That's a good one. All right. He gets his category. Paul, you get to pick what's left. Uh, let's take a shot at slang. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. This term was first coined by author Norman Mailer in his 1973 biography of Marilyn Monroe. It means truths which have no existence before appearing in a magazine or newspaper, creations which are not so much lies as a product to manipulate emotion in the silent majority. I have chosen poorly. <laughs> he chose poorly. Not like I'm going to do much better, Paul. Yeah, this seems clearly like the kind of thing that when you say the answer, it's going to be like, oh, well, that was pretty obvious, but yep. I have got nothing on this. Andrew? Uh, read it for me one more. Of course. This term was first coined by author Norman Mailer in his 1973 biography of Marilyn Monroe. It means truths which have no existence before appearing in a magazine or newspaper, creations which are not so much lies as a product to manipulate emotion in the silent majority. Well, uh, that's uh, that's clearly fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> no. um, nah, that's that's going to be my best guess. I, again, like Paul said, once you say it, we're both going to like slap ourselves in the face on this one. Paul, you might have been right. This might be the lowest scoring game in this podcast history. <laughs> not even close. Uh, no, we you you must have not gotten to the episode where we had our sister on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had some low scores. Um, now this one this one's tough. I didn't really give a, a, an extra hint in there. Uh, it is factoid. The term factoid mm-hmm. came about from 1973 Norman Mailer book. Okay. All right, Andrew, you get to pick. And left we have TV, news, and politics, fashion, sports, technology, and food. You know what? Let's go fashion. Sure. You look like you're knowledgeable in that matter. <laughs> and your decade is the 70s. Ooh. Okay. Cy Sperling began this company in 1976 after he became unhappy with the poor quality of unavailable solutions for his baldness. Its first commercial aired in 1982 with what would become a well-known tagline, I'm not just the president, I'm also a client. Hair club for men. Yes, he is not just the president of Hair Club. He's also a client. Hair Club for Men is correct. And that was a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you so much, Jackie. Really appreciate all the questions you have dropped off uh, for us to use. Okay. Have you had to use Hair Club for Men, Andrew? I can't tell. You're wearing a hat. No, I have very <laughs> thick, good. luscious hair. That is gorgeous hair. Absolutely stunning. All of us are actually pretty pretty decent in the hair uh, biz right now. So yeah, as, as long as the camera doesn't point at me from behind, <laughs> we're all golden. <laughs> See, that's what I, that's my that's my favorite side. I hope the camera just looks at my backside the entire time. <laughs> all right, but what Paul would you like to go with for your next category? All right, let's knock off TV. Okay. And your decade is the eighties. George R.R. Martin was a writer for this fantasy romance drama series starring Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman that ran from 1987 to 1990. Ah, tale as old as time. That was Beauty and the Beast, right? It was Beauty and the Beast. Good call. Yep. Uh, I mean, I was I was thinking something close. I was going to say, wait, was there a was there a Hellboy? bangs wonder woman special that i missed <laughs> no uh the terminator he would have banged uh the Terminator. it was oh, linda Sarah hamilton Connor. not linda carter no, no, sorry but sorry, i would no. pay i would pay money i feel oh. like i did see uh a movie that that had some similar bits like that i had a, it was like 7.99 off the shelf but it was pretty good 
<laughs> all right, sorry, that was not even funny. Uh, all right, Andrew. Nobody laughed at that one. No, I know. I, I light chuckled. I, I lightly chuckled. I'll give you that. I appreciate your pity chuckle. Uh, but, Andrew, what I really want is for you to get some more points, and uh, you have to pick a category for that. Uh, let's go news and politics. Okay. Your decade is the 70s. Okay. In October 1973, the Arab nations of OPEC proclaimed an oil embargo targeted at nations perceived as supporting Israel during the Yom Kippur War. By the end of the embargo, the price of oil had risen nearly 300%. What does OPEC stand for? That's O-P-E-C. Oh, man. Um, oil producing and exporting countries. Oil producing and exporting countries is incorrect. Yeah, I know. Paul, you get a I chance know. to steal. Uh, I think he's got several of them, right? Was it oil producing emirate countries? Oil producing emirate countries is also incorrect. Actually, you Thank went God. just a little bit farther away. He was closer than you. It's the organization of petroleum exporting countries. So y'all were forcing in oil, but it was organization instead. But y'all were close. Very, very close. All right, Paul, you get to pick between sports, technology, and food. Uh, let's see. Let's let's go tech. Your decade is the 90s. All right. 1995 saw the release of this jittery general-purpose programming language intended to let application developers write once and run anywhere. It was created by Sun Microsystems, since been acquired by Oracle. Well, glad you put the word jittery in there. That leads me to Java. Java is correct. Good. I was, I was hoping Paul wouldn't pick up on that since he doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> As Andrew takes a big old sip from his mug. All right, Andrew, you have left food and sports. What do you want to take on? I'm going to go food. And your decade is the 70s. All right, we've got another question from Jackie Lefebvre. Thank you very much, Jackie. Kellogg created a frozen breakfast waffle in 1953. The company's popular advertising campaign for this product started in 1972 and lasted 36 years. Although it was although it was retired, although it was retired in 2008, it was brought back in the late 20 it was brought back in late 2014. What is the tagline? Lego my ego. Lego my ego is correct. I had to dance around ego waffles and that thing like that but you got it even though my bad question telling i was terrible but uh all right that I was it was good enough to get me there i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. care <laughs> that's, that's what my wife said last night uh <laughs> hey. oh, she was lying to you adam <laughs> she, was. she was all right all right paul left for you is sports john oh boy <laughs> well i can see hear the excitement your decade is the 80s all right this person was the 1989 Heisman Trophy winner from University of Houston. He was the first African-American quarterback to receive the honor. He was drafted number seven overall by the Lions in 1990, but ultimately was a bust in the NFL. I wrote NHL because I'm an idiot. Well, he was a bust there, too, because he never made it. <laughs> was a bust in the NFL. Uh, anybody who really knows me knows I'm a huge football fan. Who started watching in 2002. Mm. In the 80s, I was way more concerned with, with 
going to clubs. Um, did not care for football. Uh, Lion and seventies stuff. I I'm pretty good at just from osmosis of being in a house full of sports fans. You get into the late eighties. That is a black hole for me. I, I uh, sorry. Now I got nothing on this. All right, got nothing. Andrew, what is your answer? Well, I mean, since since you're throwing Detroit out here, because I don't have an answer, I'm just going to say Ben Young. Ben, ben Young. <laughs> yes, the uh, super athletic monster football player. Uh, love Ben Young, but no, he did not win the 1989 Heisman and <laughs> get drafted. Sure? I'm pretty sure Ben Young did not do that. No, this was Andre Ware. Andre Ware. All right, that is the end of round one. John, could you please give us a score update? Paul has 40 and Andrew has 30. All right, close match. All right, since uh, Andrew got us started, we are going to do, uh, Paul, you get to, well, you don't get it. You get to begin round two by picking the category for Andrew. Round two. Okay, well. Let's throw Andrew at sports. And your decade is the 70s. In 1971, this all-time great won his third Daytona 500. He then won 20 more races that year, which would make him the first driver to earn more than $1 million in career earnings. Well, when when in doubt, name an Earnhardt. So I'm going to go Dale Sr. Dale Sr., is incorrect. <laughs> Paul, you get a chance to steal. Uh, well, I, I was certainly <laughs> in full agreement with him. Uh, but is Dale Jr. going to be too? Uh, Dale Jr. <laughs> Dale Jr. is definitely, definitely incorrect. Okay. Uh, no, that's all right. Uh, no, this is... Oh, Richard Petty? That is the one! It was yeah, Richard Petty. Yes, Richard Petty was uh, dominant in the uh, 70s, yes. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was maybe three or four. I don't know. I don't know how old he was at that time. In no. fairness, Sr. probably had him driving already at that <laughs> yeah, point. you know, you're probably correct. So, all right. Uh, Andrew, you get to pick for Paul. All right. All right. Um... Let's give Paul some fashion. I'm just about to cross that off. (laughs) Your decade is the 90s. John Paul Gautier designed the cone bra that was first debuted during this music and fashion icon's 1990 Blonde Ambition Tour. That would be Madonna. Come on, Vogue. Uh, Yeah, actually. You had to give him a fashion music question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean... Madonna was very, very trendsetting with that cone bra. I know I've got, you know, a whole closet full of them. They're wonderful. All right. Paul, you get a pick for Andrew. All right. We are going to throw Andrew some nudes. Paul, you're sending me some nudes? (laughs) (laughs) Your decade is the 80s. Chernobyl is a nuclear power plant located in what country that was the site of a disastrous nuclear accident on April 26, 1986, releasing 400 times more radiation than the atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima. Ukraine. Ukraine. Hello, Ukraine. Very quick. Didn't have to think about that one too much. Well done. All right. Now, Andrew, you get a pick for Paul. Uh, let's go movies. Your decade is the 70s. Okay. In this 1978 war drama, 
Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken are forced to play Russian roulette by Viet Cong forces. Ah, uh, that's the deer hunter. That is the deer hunter. Great intense scene. Wonderful film. We are moving along. Paul, you get a pick for Andrew. And left we have music, TV, slang, video games, technology, and food. Let's take a step here at video games. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. Nintendo released this accessory in 1986 that effectively was a floor mat controller and was often used for sports games like track and field. Um, wait, one more time. Sorry. Nintendo released this accessory in 1986 that effectively was a floor mat controller and was often used for sports games like track and field. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm just going to say power pad. The Nintendo power pad is correct. Like that was floating around somewhere. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is right, but it's the only thing that seems like it could fit. So the funny thing is I can picture this peripheral so perfectly, but I had, I could not pull the name. So I'm sitting there like, well, okay. After Andrew misses it, I'll say, I don't know. Power pad. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And I don't know any one of us that didn't, you know, if we had it, you got on your ground and you use your hands and it could to, to run faster and you bat and you you knocked it with your fist instead of your feet. That's that's what, it, what we did in our house, right, John? Yes. Yeah, yes. Good commentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that the best content, color commentary in the biz for nothing? Yeah, exactly. Andrew, you get a pick for Paul. Um let's go TV. Your decade is the seventies. Whew, okay. The 1977 miniseries Roots received 37 Primetime Emmy Award nominations and won nine. Which future TV show host and way-in-the-future ship's lieutenant played Kunta Kinte? Uh, as you're reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this one. Obviously, it's Geordie LaForge. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, that's not its name. Uh, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton is correct. Good pull. I was here going, oh my god, oh my god, he's not remembering LeVar Burton's name. I have a shot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Paul, you get to pick for Andrew and left. There is music, slang, technology, and food. Let's send Andrew some food. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. This celebrity chef was born in Austria in 1949 but moved to Los Angeles at the age of 24. He really made a name for himself after opening his first restaurant, Spago, in 1982. Um, Wolfgang Puck? Wolfgang Puck is a very Austrian-sounding name because it is, and it is Wolfgang Puck. Good job. What do you believe it's Wolfgang Amadeus Puck. (laughs) Yes. Let's just throw that in there, right? No doubt. All right. Uh, Slang or technology, because you're probably not going to give Paul music. (laughs) <laughs> you don't think I'll give Paul music? Uh, we'll go technology. Technology, all right. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. Developed by Intuit Inc. and first released in 1983, name this personal finance management software, not to be confused with a similar software, also from Intuit, developed for small business owners. Uh, TurboTax. Yes. 
TurboTax. Oh, oh. Wait a minute. Into it. Oh, it's quick. It's quick. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Even, uh, you know, you, you changed your mind quick enough. Uh, Quicken is correct. Quicken enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with QuickBooks, which is their um, small business one. And then, yes, they also have TurboTax as well. So, yeah, Quicken is the correct answer. I was I was sitting here going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's just <laughs> instantly going to TurboTax. He's completely oh. – then he corrected himself. Yep. <sighs> yep. All right. Uh, Paul. As you might imagine. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give him use, uh, t- uh, slang. Yes. <laughs> Save music for yourself. All right. Your decade is the 90s. This acronym has nothing to do with petting zoos. Instead, it is maybe the highest of compliments and first came about in the 90s, likely, likely referring to his airness, Michael Jordan. That would be GOAT, the greatest of all time. That would be GOAT, the greatest of all time. Sometimes called John, some people call John the uh, GOAT of side color commentary. Isn't that right, John? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for showing everybody your skills. All right, that leaves us with music for Paul. And your decade is the 90s. You want to just give him the points? (laughs) Hey, 90s is kind of a weak spot for me with this. You never know. Melanie Jane Chisholm was part of a group that had seven Billboard Top 20 hits in the 90s, and she was best known by this stage name. Uh, Mel C was Baby Spice. Yes? Yes, Baby Spice. Baby Spice is incorrect. (laughs) Andrew, you get a chance to take it. I believe Mel C was Sporty Spice. Well, Mel B was scary, but Mel C was Sporty. That's right, Sporty Spice is correct. Did I steal a music question from Paul? That you did. Good job. Woo! All right, that is the... Feel feel good about your Spice Girls knowledge, Andrew. (laughs) Hey, I was a posh Spice. That's why I hate David Beckham. He stole my woman. Yeah, oh yeah. She was I definitely crushed on her the most. All right, that's the end of round two. John, please let us know the score updates. Well, Andrew tied it up with that last steal. It is now 80 to 80. 80 to 80. Okay. Well, it's going to come down to our final round. Final round! And this final round is a wager round, so y'all get to pick as many points or as little as any points that you've earned based on the category, the NBA. Now y'all were scared of uh, sports (laughs) earlier in the game. So very curious how this will go, but uh, that is the category. Let us know when you guys have your wagers. Drew looks kind of (laughs) shifty. I don't trust that hairy guy next to him. (laughs) Yeah. Who's scruffy looking. Exactly. What are you hiding in that beard, John? Oh, I'm talking about Chewbacca. Oh, that one. Yes, he's. Uh, I, I couldn't tell the difference between the two. John and Chewie are looking closer and closer alike. We make the same noise, yes. yes. Yeah, their color commentary is about on par. <laughs> exactly. Okay, the wagers are in. So now we are going to go ahead with our NBA question. And I- coffee all over myself. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> Good. All right. Here is our final question. Which NBA star scored the most points for each of our decades? Those being the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. And I do have some hints for you. 
in the 70s. This person scored 21,814 points in the 70s, and he did so with the Milwaukee Bucks and the LA Lakers. In the 80s, this person scored 21,133 points, all with the Denver Nuggets. And in the 90s, this person scored 20,925 points in the 90s, all with the Utah Jazz. While Andrew and Paul are thinking about their answers, I wanted to let everybody out there who is listening to our show right now know that John and I are going to be taking a brief hiatus from Throwback Trivia Takedown. Uh, We are just taking uh, the month of March off to revamp a couple things. Nothing wild. We're going to be coming back bigger and better than ever in April. So besides uh, while you guys are waiting for us, we're actually going to be playing some different shows from the BFOP network. Um, We hope you guys enjoy it. Check those out uh, when we post them. But do not fret. Do not fear. Throwback Trivia Takedown will be back in April, and we're going to have a couple changes all for the better when we come back. Can't think of anyone on the damn Nuggets. That's it. That's where I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you did the same thing I did. Okay, 80s, Jordan. No, wait a minute. <laughs> actually, my my initial write-down while he was saying 80s was actually Larry Bird. Uh, okay. But right. that he was not a Nugget. I nope. mean, he was a Nugget, Paul. Uh. He was a Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got mine in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good, too. I can hear the confidence in your voice, Andrew. <laughs> I'm very confident. I'm confident that I do not have this, but I'm fairly confident that Paul doesn't either. <laughs> so let's just skip to the wagers. <laughs> uh, well, first, let's see. All right, uh, Andrew, since you are so confident in your lack of confidence, I would love to hear your answers for who scored the most points in in the, in the NBA during each of our decades. Sure. Uh, for the 70s, I had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, for the 80s, um, I have Paul McLaughlin. He did so many drugs during that time, he forgot he played for the Denver Nuggets. That's right. Just Yeah, so it was him and Ben Young. They were just kicking butt in the uh, the 80s for sports that yeah. we just didn't realize. Yeah, That yeah, would explain no, exactly. so much. And, All uh, these MVP trophies on my wall here that I never could explain. <laughs> and for the 90s, I'm, I'm going to deliver you an answer of Carl uh, Malone. All right. You're gonna, are you going to mail it to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul, what were your answers? Uh, well, two out of three with uh, <laughs> with Andrew. You might be able to guess which one we disagree on. Yeah. Uh, Jabbar, 70s. Malone, 90s. I was waffling between he and Stockton, but uh, it's, it's going to be the mailman. And I went for a Lucky Johnson in the middle. All right. For the correct answers, we had in the 70s, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored all those points with the Bucks and the Lakers. In the 90s, Carmelone, the mailman, did score all those points with the Utah Jazz. And in the 80s, it was Paul McLaughlin. Paul, hey! Paul McLaughlin, you actually did it. <laughs> no, it was uh, the Denver Nuggets great Alex English who scored the most points in the 80s. Uh, Moses Malone was second, and I think Larry Bird was third. So, um, Andrew, let us know. How many points did you wager? So... I'm a, I'm I'm decent on sports. I was actually steering away from that during the game, hoping to get some sports. Um, but the the '80s there and the Denver Nuggets did not help me. Uh, and I was worried about being that we're gonna miss this and being a smartass and wagering like one point. So I wagered two points. All right, he wagered two points. Paul, what did you wager? 
Well, I was really, really hoping that Andrew was going to bet heavy on this or light. It really didn't matter because I knew going into this that I had no confidence in myself whatsoever. I put the goose egg on it. All right, John, mathematicize us up and let us know who won this episode. With a final score of 80 to 78, Paul is the winner. Woo! Woo! Came down. (laughs) I was worried that you were thinking I was going to go zero and you were going to go, okay, well, let me just go one to beat him. (laughs) No, because I knew I would be saying, let me go one to lose. (laughs) I was playing for the tie here. Oh. Good job, good job. Very close match, and I really appreciate the two of y'all being on the episode. Uh, Andrew, as the loser, you can talk second. You know what? Yeah, we'll let Paul talk first, because he's the winner. The big winner by two points. Uh, Paul, let us know uh, anything else about yourself, anything you want to say, anything you want to plug, or if you just want to talk about how fashionable Andrew is or what a great commentary John is, uh, anything like that. Well, I could talk all day about Andrew's hat, uh, but (laughs) we we only have so much time on the podcast here. No, I I just really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on. Uh, Hope everybody is is, uh, getting through. through, Well, we're all sick of hearing getting through these times (laughs) now, but hopefully we're starting to see the light at the end of this tunnel and and we can uh, be getting together for some games again before too long. Yes, yes, I am sick of no pub trivia in my life. Absolutely. All right, Andrew, anything you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the show, I said I would do this. Paul, you won. Uh, it is, as much as this pains me, it is pork roll and not Taylor Ham. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good sport. Good sport. All right. Thank you guys both for being on. For John, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.